Poppy, my guy, what is going on with you today? Uh, you know, just uh, another lovely Friday here in the lab. Um, yeah. Another work week down. Thank fuck. Yeah, this week kind of dragged. I don't, I don't know what it was about it, but it was just, it was just like a like a real big pain in the butt all week long. Yeah. We got like we have like some drama going on at work. Oh so, no. So that always makes it worse. That's not good. Yeah. Um I mean I can put it out there. It's not really that big of a deal. Um people paying favorites at work. Right. That's not a bitch. So the dude so so the person who distributes the work like actually hands out work to everybody else, like signs it out, keeps it all in order. Yeah. Gives favorable work to a certain uh, a certain um gender and people that he likes, uh, and everybody else kind of catches the shit stick. That's whack. Yeah, so we complained about it. We complained about it, and it got a little better yesterday. Like I tell everybody all the time, if what we have to do, like if like if the work on the whole sucks, then the work sucks. Can't really do much about it. But if half of it is good and we never see that good half because you don't want to give us the good half because you're playing favorites that's fucked up yeah then that yeah that's an issue at that point yeah yeah so that's been an ongoing issue since i started and now we're now people have had enough and they're starting to say shit about it so hey well i mean good on you guys for for stepping up and saying something right well it get fixed i don't know but that's a snapshot into life at penguin random house if you're looking for a job it's a good place to work though Benefits are killer. I get four weeks vacation. I've been there for a year. Yeah, you can't really beat that. Right. Nobody listens to the podcast, so I can, I, I can say this. It's not really that big of a deal. Um, I did get denied a vacation day. What? Uh, so they go off seniority. Yeah. And if so, so the way we do it at the beginning part of the year, what my supervisor likes to do is, just so he doesn't have to chase people down to use their four weeks of vacation, during the final three weeks of the year, he wants all of us to put in one big request at one time. Gives us a paper, fills it out, tells us how he would like us to do it to make it easier on him, and then he tells us what we can do, what we can't do, then we go from there. So he wants us to take two full weeks first. Not consecutive, but take two weeks, put them down. After that, then you can start requesting individual days. He said, but first and foremost, I'm going to give you full weeks before I start granting individual days. Makes sense, right? Sure. <clears throat> so I got my two weeks. I'm taking like a week in July and a week in May. Do I know what I'm doing? No, not the point. Um, but I at least wanted to get days put in so that so now Steph can say something to her to to her place. Now we can actually plan out what we're gonna do and all that shit. Okay. So <clears throat> I said it before. In three weeks, I'm leaving for New York. Yes, you are. Sixteenth, I will be in New York City. Um. So we won't be doing an episode that day. Dang it. Yeah. So I requested for that Thursday night into Friday morning off. Well, they denied it. They denied the request. Okay. Where do we go from here? I'll be in New York. We're going on strike. I'll be in, I'll, I'll be in New York. So We're going to unionize. Can't do anything about it at that point. I haven't called out yet this year. I get 12 points a year. One call out's a point. You can call out 11 times? 
You can call it 12 before you get fired. Oh, I wasn't sure if the 12th one was like, you get fired. Uh, tw- uh, 12 is your... Yeah. Yeah. So you can call it 11 times. The 12th time you call out is the 12th point, and then you're fucked. Yeah. But like, if you're, like, if you're late, that's half a point. Uh, so if you don't clock in, if you don't clock in before eleven o'clock, that's half a point. Um, no call, no show is two. So, all right, yeah, it happens. I had three points all last year, so <clears throat> so you're in good shape. Hmm? You're not really on the radar. No, I'm in good shape. I'm in good standing. My numbers are high. So, yeah, outside outside of me bitching that the work wasn't very good. <laughs> no, I'm in good standing. There you go. No, that's beside the point. Uh, how has your week been? This week kind of just dragged along. It was, this was a long week. Is it because you're looking forward to tomorrow? I am looking forward to tomorrow, yeah. Uh, big move day. Uh, Sarah and I got an apartment together. We're going to be moving in together this weekend. We're moving everything. Yep. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, not looking forward to the actual like moving part of it. This moving sucks. Uh. But the fact that I get to uh, come home to my significant other every day is going to be kind of freaking dope. Yeah, yeah, that'll be, that'll, that'll be real sick. Sleepovers every night. Isn't that awesome? That is, that is awesome. Sleepovers are fun. Now, I will say this, and I do feel bad about this. This is the first time I've ever told someone, no, I can't help you move. <laughs> the first time I've ever told someone that. Yeah, uh, it's... And I feel like shit for I feel like shit for saying no because every single move that I've had to do since I met you, you've helped me with. And this one very, very important move, I have to say no. It's all good. Things happen. Life happens. Yeah. Uh, it is what it is. We're going to make, make it work. We're going to get it done. Uh, luckily, we don't have too many heavy things to lift. What's your workforce for tomorrow? Can you tell us all that? Uh, it is going to be... I will assess how fucked you are. Because <laughs> when, whenever you move, you are fucked. It's just a matter of how bad is it. It'll be uh, Sarah, okay. myself... Um, that's my, an A team right there. My sister, okay, Maggie School, and uh, her friend Emily from work for like maybe an hour or two. Your sister's friend? No, no, no. Oh, Sarah's Sarah's friend. friend. Okay, that's it. Wow, yeah, that's a ten <laughs> out of ten right there, buddy. <laughs> I'm sorry to say it, but you are like up, down, left, right, fucked. <laughs> hey, we're gonna get through it. We're gonna be fine. Uh. Everything is going to be okay. So, on the subject of moving, um, you and I have done a few different moves together. Yes, we have. Okay. Which one has been the biggest pain in the ass? Because we've done a lot that have sucked. Total move that sucked. Like, total everything. I think I know what you're going to say. The move in here. Oh, it has to be. This one was a pain in the dick. Cold as balls. Snowing. Snowing. Raining. Snow drifts. Yeah. Accidents on the way because of said snow drifts. Right. The move into here, for yeah. sure. Yeah, the move here was definitely the biggest pain in the ass. Um, From the madhouse to their current location sucked because it was pouring down raining. Yeah. I'm not going to name names on that one, but you know exactly who I'm talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, the move into here sucked. The move from the madhouse to the to their current place, that that was really tough. Um, and we had ample force on that day, too. But it was... I was still a little out of commission after ankle surgery. You were, yeah. You were more so, like, you were definitely on light work compared to what everybody else was doing. Yeah. Um, but I had ankle surgery, like, 
Correct. Oh, cor- oh, correct. Yeah, yeah I'm not. I'm not. Two, tra- I'm not two try- months prior. <laughs> no, I'm not trying to say like, oh, yeah, that move. West didn't do shit. He just stood around. Um, I probably did more than I should have. <laughs> yeah, oh, you, you you definitely did. Um, the move from my last place, like from the from the townhouses that I lived in into the last place. Yeah, that wasn't too bad. No, that really wasn't that hateful. Be- like it was getting everything out that was the pain in the ass. That did suck. Yeah. Because it was snowing at the time. Uh Uh-huh. I had a basement bedroom that was on a hill. Yeah. And we carried it up. We carried everything up a fucking hill. Christ almighty. And then, but getting everything into the house was really easy because we, because where my uncle parked the U-Haul, doors right there. Cake. Cake. And if it needed to go into like the, because it was a split foyer. Right. So if, if if it needed to go up, we went in the front door. Right. If it was down in the basement, we just went right through the basement. Yep. Easy peasy. Nice nice and easy. Nothing to it. That was yeah, that was that was probably the easiest move for sure. But no, coming here, <sighs> that sucked. Like, you know, I in will, total. I will tell you, from their apartment to the madhouse, that was a pain in the ass too. So I didn't help if fully with that one. No, I did. I did help on that one, but I didn't help fully on that one. Um but there's been there's like there's been pieces like of furniture that have been a pain in the ass to move at every single step of the way. Their dresser on that one, pain in the ass. Was it a bigger pain in the ass than my mom's? No. <laughs> but their headboard from the madhouse to their current location, that was a shit show. That was a freaking there was six of us and we were like and we and we couldn't we could not for the life of us figure it out in a better way. We looked like excuse my language, we looked like six monkeys trying to fuck a football. Yeah. Like it was a like, disaster. Like you would th- I, th- I think it was like it was six of us who were it was six f- friends. Yeah. who did it. And I want to say we had a seventh as well that was a little bit more seasoned with moving. I think it was seven people total. Trying to lift a headboard up a flight of stairs. Well, the problem is, is it was like a complete U-turn of a stairwell. Right. And the headboard is so damn big because they decided to get like, like the next size above a California king bed. And it was like solid wood headboard too. So it was heavy oh, as hell. Yeah. It, was like, it was like every bit of like a 50-pound oak headboard. <laughs> it was solid wood. So moving that big bastard through that U-shaped stairwell... With like we're like angling it this way, move it a little this way, angle it that way, move it a little this way. Like it took forever for us th- to get that I thing think up there. For that move, we ended up taking like three pieces of furniture up the stairs. That was all we did. It took us three hours. Oh yeah, it took us every bit of three hours because it was a tight stairwell. Yeah. So, but like moving your mom's dresser up these steps sucked because there's that landing and then it's a straight ninety degree turn. Right. And there's a railing in the way and the banister and everything. And, like, that thing was heavy as hell. Yeah. I'm not convinced it was emptied before we were moving it. It wasn't. Which is... <laughs> it wasn't. Like, it was to the point that I know you and I were at the bottom, like, driving and pushing as hard as we could. To keep it from falling back on us. To keep it from falling back on us. And, like, we had Tyler and Andrew, mm-hmm. who are not, like, they're not weaklings. No. And we're like we're like pushing, we're like come on guys, fucking hell! And our mom, my mom's uh, friend's um, husband, yeah, was helping us too. And it it took it took five of us to get one dresser up the stairs. Yeah, that thing that thing was huge. We definitely put a little hole in the wall. <laughs> For sure. You looked at your mom. You're like, 
I don't fucking care. Fix it. Yeah. <laughs> Either that or you move it next time. <laughs> well, the decision has been made. When when we inevitably when when if we if my mom does ever move out of this place, the dresser stand. Yeah, that's like people like moving out of the house. They're like, yeah, the gun safe is yours. Yeah, the pool table's yours. We're not moving it. Yeah, pool table's yours. Gun safe's yours. Uh, the pool in the backyard's yours. So yeah. is the fucking corpse in the fucking shed. <laughs> what was that last one? The uh, pool in the backyard. Pool in the backyard, man. It's all, it's all yours. <laughs> it's all yours. You can keep it. But I'll tell you, the move in... So said said people that moved out of the madhouse out of the, into the other house, um, I was, I'd been a part of every move. From his hit, from his house to their first place together, their first place in the madhouse, madhouse to their current house. I've been a part of every move, every single one. The first one wasn't bad because it was literally just his boxes. Her like she brought her stuff on her own terms. Yeah, <clears throat> but it was his stuff. Getting it in there. All right, that was no big deal. A lot of their furniture was delivered to them. Which made things significantly easier for everyone. Absolutely. Um, but it was moving them out, getting everything down the stairs and into the madhouse. That was a piece of cake. That was easy. But it was ninety-five fucking degrees. Yeah, it was hot as shit that day. It was ninety-five degrees, humid. I remember because I had the fantasy league golf tournament, which yeah. is why I left. Right. Which I ended up winning. Well, we'll talk your shit, Tip. I am going to talk my shit. Me and Carhartt. Shout out Carhartt. You yeah. probably don't listen, but shout out Carhartt. Let's yeah. go. We're still undefeated. Want to know? Yeah, so that was... Um, I hate moving. I just do. Yeah. I helped them move from the apartment into the madhouse, like a little bit. Like, I helped move stuff out. Um, and then I helped move from the madhouse to their new house. Then I've helped you on... Um, two occasions now. Two moves. Yeah. Well, I'm doing two more. That's it. Me and Steph are moving in together for an apartment. When when the time is right, we're getting a house too. So and then eventually a house. That outside of that, boom, we're fucking done. I I like as soon as I move into my house, you better be living in a house at that point because at that point I am not helping another motherfucker move. <laughs> I told uh I told the girl at work today. I was like, yeah. I was like, I hate moving. I was like, it sucks being a relatively in shape young male uh most people do ask you to help them move yeah i was like i get it like it kind of comes with the territory but it's also the same reason i will not buy a pickup truck i was like if you're a relatively in in shape fit young male and you have a pickup truck you do not have a free weekend for the rest of your life you bet your sweet ass you're helping everybody you know move everyone yeah and i'll be damned if i'm gonna let somebody else take my truck for the weekend See, I was very surprised. I had uh, I went with um Steph to go pick up a of all fucking things. I don't know I don't know I don't know why I, or how. She got a treadmill for free. Okay. Just got a treadmill for free. She out here bartering like haircuts for treadmills. <laughs> it it was it was one of her coworkers. But the, the caveat was we had to go get it. Ugh. Her dad's had a pickup, luckily. Okay. So check that box. I like I've I've driven the car with her dad in there multiple times. Normally, just normally drive her Jeep. I drove home from Hershey. I drove to the bowling alley whenever we go. Like like I drive a good bit when he's in the car. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it just feels like 
I drove through Meriwether doing the Symphony of Lights. Sure. So I, I guess I guess he feels very comfortable with me driving, which is a good. It's good. Scary. No, it's good. It, it is a good thing. I I poke fun, but yeah, it, it is a good thing. I'm actually I'm happy about it. He, uh, we went to go pick up the treadmill, and he handed me his keys to the Trizoc. Yeah, to his truck. What kind of truck is it? Like, is it like we're looking like a fifteen hundred, like a little Ford Ranger, like what? Uh, Silverado? Okay, so it's that's a decent truck. It's a nice truck. It's a very nice truck. Yeah, newer Silverado, so it's like it's like it's a pretty decent size. Yep. Okay. Yeah, it's nothing. It's nothing like a small Tacoma. Sure. Yeah, that's that's what I was wondering. Like, or what's the size or something like that? No, it's it's like, it's like a good size Chevy Silverado. I've I've driven a Silverado before, and it's it's a little bit hardier than you think. Yeah. And those things got a little. They got enough ass to get out of their own way. That's for damn sure. They do. Yeah. You gotta be careful with that thing. Yeah. So um, you'll look down and be like, oh shit, I'm doing eighty. That's pretty much how it was. <laughs> luckily, luckily, I was on. I was driving on um ninety five. Okay, so you could get away with doing eighty. Exactly. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like, like I want to get a pickup truck myself, but I like, ref- I will refuse. Like, I don't let people drive my Sonata. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever let let me drive it. Mm. I've let one person drive my Sonata, and that was my sister when I was drunk. I do remember that. I was there for that. Yeah, that's only, that's the only time I've ever let anybody else drive my car. <laughs> oh man, what a time to be alive! Yeah, so I don't like moving. Not one bit. You know who does like moving, though? Who's that? He fooled us last year. Bastard. Shithead. Tom Brady. He says he's officially done this time. Tom, I'd like to officially congratulate you for a second time you're not getting a third this is it if you decide to come back and retire again i'm egging your it's house it's like that spongebob it's like that episode from spongebob how many times do you keep teaching you this lesson old man right um congratulations on a phenomenal career um greatest quarterback to ever do it right um i don't think that we'll see anybody um win as many championships as you i'm not saying that we won't see anybody that plays a quarterback position as well as you but I don't think we'll see anybody win as many Super Bowls as consistently as you have. You know, I mean, I mean, honestly, I mean, I don't think we'll ever see anybody that's more accomplished in a professional sport again. I mean, I don't, I don't have his like a list of of, a, of, a, of accolades in front of me. I think maybe the only person who's more accomplished than he is is probably Gretzky, right? You would think because he's won more chips than Jordan did. More MVPs than Jordan did. You can make a case for like Bill Russell. Um, can you pull up Tom Brady's accolades and I'll pull up Bill Russell's? I can. Because of course nobody like nobody is a better winner than Bill Russell. Because of course he won, geez, eleven. He played thirteen years in the NBA and he won eleven titles. But of course he was so revolutionary at the time. Um, let me know when you have him. And he won two more as a ch- as a coach. Good lord, he was fucking amazing. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> Seven times Super Bowl champion, five times Super Bowl MVP, three time league MVP, two time Offensive Player of the Year, one NFL Comeback Player of the Year once. What year was that? Comeback player? Was that no nine? Yes. Okay. Three-time first-team All-Pro. 
three-time second-team All-Pro, 15-time Pro Bowler. He is the five-time NFL passing touchdown leader for a season. Yeah. Four-time NFL passing yards leader, two-time NFL passer rating leader, is the NFL completion percentage leader in 2007. He was a 2000s and 2010 all-decade team. Was on the NFL 100th anniversary all-time team. That's crazy to think about. Yeah. He was literally the best quarterback of a decade for two decades. Yep. I mean, like if you look at Bill Russell, he won 11 titles, five-time NBA MVP. So that tracks with Brady, right? Yeah. 12-time All-Star. 15 for Brady. Three-time All-NBA first team. Three-time. Eight, eight-time All-NBA second team. He got three-time for this one as well. Uh, all defensive first team. That's not really not really a way to measure that, but um, and Bill Russell was a four time rebounding champion. So I mean, he was the best rebounder in the NBA for four seasons. But Tom Brady was literally best passer be- rating wise, most touch most touchdowns, most yards. NFL records. He has most career quarterback wins. Most career passing attempts, most career passing completions, most career passing touchdowns, and most career passing yards. Yeah, that's crazy. He's also tied for the longest touchdown pass in NFL history. 99 yards. Oh, yeah. Just as long as you can. Yeah. Yeah, that's just crazy. He He also won a national championship in college. He won the AP Male Athlete of the Year in 2007 and is the two-time Sports Illustrated Sportsman of the Year in 2005 and 2021. Huh. <laughs> Tom Brady's had a hell of a career, dude. Yeah, so, again, I, I don't really think we'll ever see anybody as accomplished as Tom Brady, at least now, not in the modern age. Like, there's so much talent. Um, all the talent is so well dispersed. Across every team, across every across every major sport, I I think like the only one that you can really make an argument for that, like the balance of power is way out of whack is like in soccer. Yeah, but like that, that's that's a little bit different. Like like they're the amount of money that they spend on players is so much different than what it is, and it's like it's not regulated like it is here in the states. Yeah, they'll just blow as much money as they want. Exactly. So uh, take that taking that out of the equation, but in the NFL, I mean. There's such a balance of power in the NFL. I mean, any team can be can beat any team in the NFL. NBA, it's so it's so well balanced. MLB, I mean, you kind of have a little bit of imbalance as far as ro- roster talent. But with that said, I mean, you can have a fucking no one throw a throw a no hitter and win you a game. You know? Yeah. Do you know Tom Brady had a three to one touchdown to interception ratio on his career? That's retarded. Six forty nine to two twelve. I wonder what Aaron Rodgers is. I don't know. That I'm about to look it up. Three to one ratio all time. I think Aaron Rodgers is a little bit higher. I'll take three to one. Those are good odds. Those are good odds. I'll take twenty one points for every one turnover you give me. Yeah, for sure. Um, had a career passer rating ninety seven point two. That's pretty good. 
Let's see here. So Aaron Rodgers has thrown 475 touchdowns to 105 interceptions. Oh, heavens. That's a crazy number. That'll be just shy of four. Four and a half. Four and a half. Yep, four and a half touchdowns for every one interception. Ooh. That's pretty damn good. That's really that's really fucking good. That's pretty damn good. But of course he also went on a stretch where he threw forty touchdowns opposed to seven picks. He was hurt he only played six games or seven games this year. Sixteen as opposed to six. Twenty five to two. Twenty six to four. Forty eight to five. Aaron Rodgers does do a very good job of keeping the ball safe. Thirty seven to four. Even this year, twenty six to twelve. Yeah, and that's a that's a loose season for him. He gets a lot of crap because he's he'll throw the ball away or like throw it in the ground or whatever, and won't like force the ball in and throw an interception. They're like, oh, he's stat padding. He's more worried about that than forcing the ball. It's like, well, it, it, he wins football games, right? What do you think is next for for uh, Aaron Rodgers? I did not mean that. What? That segue? Didn't mean it. Didn't, didn't even cross my mind until right now. But it worked out. It did work out. It did work out. You know, that's a good question. Because I, I think um, there was a rumor out there that Green Bay is kind of at, kind of at odds as far as what they want to do. I think they're more so leaning towards moving on. Yeah. Um, of course, Aaron Rodgers hasn't came out and said what he wants to do. Because I think ultimately he does have the final say. Because I think he does have a no trade clause. Uh, I don't know if he does or doesn't. Um, that I'll figure out real quick, but, um, you know, it's a good question. I think the best option for Aaron Rodgers, I think, or what makes the most option or most sense is him being traded as opposed to him just being outright cut um, by the pack. I don't think they would cut him. Release him. I don't think they would do that either. I think if they don't trade him, they're rocking with him this season. Uh, I think if they don't trade him, he's retiring, personally. See, I think he'd be silly to retire. And hear me out. He's had, to, he's had to live his entire career in the shadow of Tom Brady. Now imagine getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. The same year as Tom Brady? Only to still live your career in the shadow of Tom Brady. That's a good point. Stick it out another season. Just retire next year. You'll be That's you will be the point. face of the retirement ceremony and the Hall of Fame induction That's when you get in. Like Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady will both be first ballot Hall of Famers. At least they should be. Tom yeah. Brady for sure. Aaron Rodgers, I believe he should. Um, he will. He, I mean, he's won a, he has won a Super Bowl. Four time MVP, Super Bowl winner, four five touchdowns every one interception. Like yeah, he'll 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 definitely be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Should be. Um, if he's not, there's something wrong with the system. Yeah, there's some uh, there's some bias going on if that's the case. But if you try if you try the same year as Tom Brady, your odds go down a little bit. That's for sure. Next year, he's he'll for sure be first ballot Hall of Famer. He'll be the face of the Hall of Fame ballot. Um, instead of just being casted over by Tom Brady yet again. That's a good point. Because Aaron yeah. Rodgers had a remarkable career. Yeah. But he's only he's only played football while Tom Brady's playing football. Yeah, that's that's valid. I'll I'll give you that. Um, I don't know if he's thinking about that though. I don't he, know. He's, he's probably not. No, he, he's probably too high on whatever new drug that he's on right now. Uh, I forget the name of it. 
I don't know. He's like he like raves about it. Whatever whatever the hell it is. The hallucinogenic. Yeah. Yeah. Get him ayahuasca. I think it is. Bless you. Uh, <laughs> um. But yeah, I think um I think for I think for Aaron Rodgers the most likely thing is being traded. Um The Jets make sense. The Jets. Okay. Talk me into yeah, it. Yeah, I mean I mean the Jets really make sense. I mean, honestly, I think uh, based off his name alone, I think Aaron Rodgers is worth a second round pick. Okay. His name alone is worth a second round pick. Knowing knowing the production that you can still get out of him makes him worth a first round pick in my opinion. So I think if you give up a first-round pick for – if you're the Jets, you give up a first-round pick, which I think is pick 13. Yes, it is pick 13. Um, God, it's bad that we, I've memorized that at this, at this point. We've done a lot of mock drafts. I might be able to, to, to tell you the entire order of the draft. That's phenomenal. I love that. I might be able to. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, pick number 13 for Aaron Rodgers. Okay, you have to think to yourself, is this worth it? Well, number one, the number 13 overall pick this year is worth about $18.5 million, okay? So, obviously, you're going to spend significantly more taking on Aaron Rodgers' contract as opposed to a rookie at $18 million. Absolutely. But is there anybody in this draft that you can take at 13 that's going to make more of an impact than what Aaron Rodgers will? Day one. That's something that you do have to consider. My opinion, no. I don't think there's anybody in this draft that's going to make an impact like Aaron Rodgers day one. No, absolutely not. Um, I think there's there's guys who can, but you're not. But there's nobody you're, you're looking at and thinking to yourself, okay, this guy is going to be better than Aaron Rodgers day one. He's going to do his position better than Aaron Rodgers can do his position. My only question for you is, the Jets are going to overpay to get him. Correct. Because they're going to be like, hey, look, the, like we need him to win. Like we got to win now. Salah's kind of on the hot seat, I believe. Like he's got to kind of continue to win and keep the uh the success and build onto it. Um, because they were they were in the playoff hunt for a while there, and then tailed off at the end of the season, um, because of shoddy quarterback play. They didn't know who was the quarterback of the team. Shoddy's generous. Yeah, I was I was trying to be nice. Yeah, that was a, that was a generous way to put it. I'll say it. I was I was trying to be nice about it. So they're gonna overpay for Aaron Rodgers. Mm. They're going to kind of unload all the talent that they've brought in, or they're going to give up a ton of draft capital. Um, do you like? Do you genuinely believe that it's worth it to overpay for Aaron Rodgers for a one, maybe two-year rental? Do I think it's worth it from the Jets' perspective? Of course, oh, from the Packers' oh, per- from, perspective, for sure. You're you're fleecing the Jets from the Jets' perspective. Of course, of course, of course, I think it's worth it just because. You know, you have Robert Sala. Okay, he's a like he's a he's a pretty good head coach. I'll say it. Robert Sala is a pretty good head coach. He's turned he's turned out to do a better job than what than what people think he would have. He's gotten his side of the ball right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the defense is outstanding. They have a lot of young pieces there on that offense. Michael Carter, Elijah Moore, uh, Corey Davis is relatively cheap for what he can do. Brees Hall, Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson. A lot of a lot of cheap, inexpensive talent, and the offensive line is pretty cheap as well. Makai Becton's on a rookie deal. Elijah Vera Tucker's on a rookie deal. Uh, so I mean, you have a lot of guys on that team who are cheap, inexpensive. This is their window to win now. The defense is young, cheap. The offense is young and cheap. You kind of don't you think you kind of want to go all in? See if okay, maybe if we get Aaron Rodgers, maybe this is the piece that takes us to the next level. 
if I'm the Jets, that's kind of the way that I'm thinking. Like, fuck those draft picks. Give me Aaron Rodgers. Let him. Because, I mean, there were times when Zach Wilson was on the field. Like, if he was consistently finding open receivers, which was very, very sparingly. But on the times that he was, he looked very, very good because that receiving core is so balanced. I mean, Braxton Berrios is your number four wide receiver. If you put him on any other team, he has a really good chance of being your number two. I mean, shit, on the Ravens, he might be number one. That's a bit of a that's a bit of a that's a stretch. That's a, that's a stretch. But no, Braxton Berrios is a guy who's really really good in the slot. He's a guy who you're going to have on the field the majority of your plays. And for the Jets, he's their number four. So they have a lot of pieces on that field. And I mean, Joe Flacco threw for a thousand yards in his games that he played. Mike White looked like a legitimate starting quarterback when he was on the field. Yeah, there was conversations about it. Exactly. Just because those skill position players around him are elevating the play of the quarterback for sure. If you get a if you get a guy who has consistently elevated the play around him to play with these guys, I'm not saying that the Jets are Super Bowl contenders at that point. That's not what I'm saying by any any stretch of the imagination. The AFC is loaded. AFC is absolutely loaded. But the Jets are a team that you do have to really think to yourself, okay, well shit. Now they're more than just a one-man show. For a while, it's always been the Jets defense, Jets defense, Jets defense. If you add Aaron Rodgers to that offense, the offensive line will get better. Brees Hall will come back healthy. The receivers will come back ready and motivated. I think now that Zach Wilson is not QB1. Giving up a first round, maybe a third as well. Possibly another player. For a, for a one, maybe two-year rental? Why not? Okay. Because you got to think, the, so so the upside for that is, I mean, Aaron, the only reason why I think the Packers weren't a better team this year is because Aaron Rodgers legitimately did not have a number one wide receiver all year. There's teams around the league that make it work. Correct. And, and, and don't get me wrong, they definitely did. For the talent that they had, the inexperience that they had at the wide receiver position, they definitely did make it work. They were within a few plays of being a playoff team. Yeah. You know, if you give if you give Aaron Rodgers a team with more experience, I mean nobody's going to que- nobody's going to question that Devontae Adams and Jordy Nelson were the were the two best receivers he's ever thrown to. Nobody nobody's going to question that at all. Uh, I'm just I'm just thinking. I mean, you could throw other guys in there. Like Greg Jennings was very good. Donald Driver was very good. That's kind of who I was thinking. Yeah. So I mean, don't get me wrong. He's had a lot of other great, good wide receivers around him, but he's never had any. Like he's never he didn't have all four of those guys at one time. No, he did not. Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson, Braxton Barrios. I'm not saying that those are that those four guys are going to have the same career path as. Those four that I just mentioned. I'm but, not saying that at all. But I think at one time he did have Greg Jennings, Donald Driver, and Randall Cobb. I think that was the year they won the Super Bowl. Probably. So you see what happens. You know, if you, if you give, if you, now granted, that was a very young Aaron Rodgers. That defense was loaded too. Yeah. But look at the similarities. Good offensive, good offensive around him. Good offensive skill group. Loaded young defense. They won a Super Bowl. I'm not saying that Gang Green needs Aaron Rodgers in order to go ahead and win a Super Bowl, but I'm saying if there's like if they think that they're in win now mode, which I think the Jets think they are, because they I mean I mean they were clearly very close last season. 
This past well, the season is still fucking going on. Yeah, I think. Well, I think they ended on like a what a six, seven game losing streak, something like that. I mean, like they were in it, right? And it just yeah, because they didn't have the quarterback play to to rely on at that point. Yeah, but bringing a guy like Aaron Rodgers, I think that changes things, and I think they know that, and I think that's why. If anybody's gonna pull a trigger on it, I think it would be the Jets. Hear me out here. I got a blockbuster for you. I don't think Aaron Rodgers would look good in Ravens purple. No, just saying. I'm not. Uh, no, he would look terrible in Ravens purple. Yeah. Uh but you know there is a there is a color color scheme that I think anybody can look good in. Uh Laker purple. Laker purple. Yeah, exactly. No. Uh There's another team in the AFC. It's not happy with their quarterback play. They just so happen to have Aaron Rodgers, former number one receiver. Oh God. Hear me out. Okay. I'm listening. Packers are presumably going to be taking a tight end with their first round pick. Well, I see where going. Derek Carr and Darren Waller for Aaron Rodgers. And maybe like a first or second round pick. You get rid of Derek Carr. You ship him off to the NFC because you don't really want to trade him. In the in conference, preferably if everybody had their way, we're swapping conferences here, right? Mm-hmm. Raiders make out because they walk away with a new quarterback that can put them in a position to win the division. That would be freaking nuts, dude. Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and Russell Wilson all in one division. That's kind of insane to think about, regardless. The Packers bring in Derek Carr. He's a competent starting quarterback. You do get that tight end that you were presumably supposed to be drafting in Michael Mayer in the first round. Maybe you have to give up that first round pick. Maybe not. Maybe you can walk away with a second. Maybe you can do Aaron Rodgers in a second for Darren Waller and... Um, Derek Carr. They would be taking on a decent amount of cap between those two, but probably still less than what they would be paying Aaron Rodgers and whoever they take at 15. If they do Derek Carr and Darren Waller to the Packers for Aaron Rodgers and a second, it works financially. All right, so the, here we go. The money's about equal because right now the Packers' first round pick is worth about $17 million. Uh huh. Um, it's going to be a cap of about three, but salary-wise, it's $17 million. Uh, Derek Carr is making about $40. Uh, Darren Waller is making 17 Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is set to make, what, about 50 so? 50 th- or so? so. I, think, I think his cap hit's bigger than that, if I'm not mistaken. His cap hit's bigger than that, but I'm just, I'm just saying total dollar amount of what, <laughs> sure. of what he's projected to earn. Yeah. The earnings work out. I don't know how the, like, the hits end up working out. I want to say it's about the same. Yeah. Derek Carr does have a no-trade clause. So Derek Carr could say, fuck no. I don't want to go play in Wisconsin. Yeah, he could. <laughs> he could. I don't, know what, I don't know what else his market looks like. There is a market for Derek Carr. There absolutely yeah, is. Yeah, I, I, th- I think there's, a, there's actually a really big market for Derek Carr, honestly. Um, you but, know, a, a team like um, Washington could, could, could bring in Derek Carr. I don't think they should. I think they should opt with a younger quarterback but there's yeah there's the commanders uh there's the buccaneers there's Uh been there's been rumors about that there is the jets as well yeah um that's an option as well my thing is aaron Rodgers would i know it's not entirely up to him but he'd be a silly goose to leave the nfc right now 
Who does he have to beat over there? The Cardinals with Kyler Murray has a torn ACL who probably won't play most of next season, if at all. They can't even hire a head coach because there's a lot of like people are presuming that head coaches don't want to take on him and his contract. Yeah. I kind of hinted that a few weeks ago. I, I could see a realm and where he's gone. Um, they draft they get a head coach, they draft their quarterback with this draft, they move on from Kyler Murray. I could see that. They have to beat the quarterbackless 49ers. The 49ers will figure it out. I mean, they'll eventually figure it out, but they even said Jimmy Garoppolo is not coming back. Yeah. Brock Purdy is potentially going to have to have his elbow operated on. He's going to be out for six months. Um, Trey Lance, you're hoping he's going to be good to go. Uh, they said Brock Purdy has gotten they, – they, he's seen more than one specialist, and things are actually optimistic. I don't think he'll have to have surgery. Uh, it's a bold strategy. We'll see how it pays off. For yeah, I, I, I mean that, that's that's just a report that I saw. Yeah, that they're they're pretty optimistic. He won't have to have surgery. It's a bold strategy. Yeah. Um, you're hoping Trey Lance could potentially come back at that point. I think he will. Well, I mean Trey Lance is going to come back at some point. It's just whether enough whether he's going to be healthy enough to start the season. Well, we can't even really say come back at some point because we've never really seen him. Yeah, I guess you can't really call it a comeback at that point. Uh, then you got the Vikings in house, like in division. They kind of got lucky this year. They won 11 one-score games. You're not going to win 11 one-score games in back-to-back seasons. The most realistic trade destination for Aaron Rodgers. Of course, they would have to do so much work in order to make this appealing to him. Because right now, the team's a fucking dumpster fire. But based on the points that you're making, who the hell does he have to compete with? Tennessee Titans. Yeah, I mean the Tennessee Titans as well, right? Like I that was that was my second choice for yeah. him. Um they have a run game. They have a pretty good defense over there. Um offensive line is going to need some help uh cuz Taylor same, Lewa- same thing with the playmakers too. Same thing with the playmakers. I mean his number one playmaker is Traylon Burks. Would be Traylon Burks, yeah. Uh you could even make an argument that it's uh Chica Conquo, the tight end from Maryland. He's a dog. He is a dog. You can make an argument that that's his best playmaker. He's at that dog in him. He does. You can make an argument he's better than Traylon Burks. Shout out four one zero. Shout out four one zero. I think it's a three zero. I think it's a three zero one college part. That's, that's beside the point. Yeah, whatever. We claim it as a four four one zero. Um, everyone from the three one three, put your hands up. Follow me. I'm oh, sorry. Um, in the NFC, right? The Eagles. I think. Uh, I think the Eagles. They're striking fire. When they need to, I think after this uh, after this Super Bowl, I think you're going to see a, a lot of that team retire. There's a, they got a lot of old guys, especially in the trenches. Yeah, on both sides of the ball. If they win the Super Bowl, I, you can I can almost guarantee you and Dominican Sue, uh, Fletcher Cox, Jason Kelsey. I think uh, I think Jason Kelsey's done regardless. I think he is as well. Yeah. Um, did you ever see the video of uh, Jason Kelsey with his daughter on the their New Heights podcast that they have and uh, Jason Kelsey's daughter says, uh, hi, Uncle Travi, to uh, Travis Kelsey. And he goes, hi, baby girl. How are you? It's so wholesome. Yeah. It was so wholesome. That was good to see. But yeah, like, like, I, like I, saw, I, saw, I saw the two of them discussing the game. And like, you could just tell by the way that they were talking about it. Like Travis Kelsey saying, this is going to be such a special game. I, like, it's, it's Jason Kelsey's last game. His last game's against his brother and his, and his team. It's, it's going to be a great game. Right. Like, they're going to be losing a lot of pieces, especially in the trenches, which is kind of where Phillies made their money this year. Right. Is they've won in the trenches on both sides of the ball. Um, so they might, they're probably going to regress a little bit. To be expected. Super Bowl hangover happens for most people. Look at the freaking Rams. Um, 
you know, who else do they have in the NFC to beat? The Cowboys? <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Y- yeah. Y- you can beat the Cowboys. You'll be fine. There's nobody that really scares you. Lions. The Lions might be your biggest threat. Yeah. The li- I, when yeah. did you think we? When did you think you'd say that? The Lions are might be the biggest threat to the Packers in the NFC next season. And the Jaguars would be the biggest threat to Aaron Rodgers in the AFC South. <laughs> and the Jets are a quarterback away from being a serious contender. What the hell is this world fucking came to? And the Jets will be the biggest threat to the Patriots and the Bills to win. The- <laughs> and the United States is just letting a spy balloon fly across the country from China. I don't know if that's actually true or not. I see. I did see that report. Yeah. I don't know if it's actually true or not, dude. Like, what a time to be alive. But like, seriously, if you were Aaron Rodgers and you had a say in the situation, why the hell would you want to leave the NFC? No, it's a, it's a it's a fair point. I mean, the AFC is so loaded that you know going to going to go play in the opposite in in the opposite conference in a more loaded conference. Um, you know, it could be it could prove detrimental to what you have going on right now with your legacy, but. Yeah, if you go to the AFC, like let's say you do go to the Raiders or the Jets or the Titans, who we're claiming are probably like the three most, I guess, like uh, logical. Logical. It makes sense, like for both sides of the ball. The like, Jets. The Jets make the most sense to me. Yeah, the Raiders like do, but they don't. Like they make sense from like a talent standpoint. Like that, that would be good. Um, the Titans sort of make sense, but not really, because the Titans literally have nothing to attract Aaron Rodgers there. I got Derrick Henry. Right. I can give you the biggest running back in NFL history. Right. You can you can play with Derrick Henry. Um, cool. Who cares? Fucking Aaron, or uh, the hell's his name? Not Aaron Jones. What's their, what's their other back's name? A.J. Dillon's quads are bigger than, than Derrick than, uh, Derek Henry. AJ Dillon ha- does have some big ass quads. So, I mean, but dude, like, you go to the Raiders, and like I said, you have to play in a division with Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and Russell Wilson. That's six games a year right there. Four. Who isn't the games? Russell Wilson. <laughs> dude. I don't know. I feel like the Broncos might be a little. They have to be better than what they were this year. It, they can't be much worse. Well, given everything that they've given up, they've got to be better. Yeah. Fucking on our shit today, man. dude. We're on, we are on our shit today. We're, we're on our fucking shit. So, um, on the subject of the Denver Broncos, um, they did uh officially agree to terms with Sean Payton today. Um, that contract is the rumor is that it is going to be five years, eighty five million dollars. Oh wow. Makes Sean Payton the second highest paid coach in NFL history, or currently in the, currently in the NFL, which really is in NFL history because Bill Belichick makes twenty a year. I was wondering who was number one. I had a feeling it was Bill. Yeah, Bill Belichick is number one. Um, according to this article that I read, um, they're saying that the Denver Broncos are underpaying for Sean Payton because he wanted in the neighborhood of twenty to twenty five. Wow. That's why I was expecting like five years, hundred million. So when you said eighty five, it did kind of catch me off guard. Yeah. So so they're still so they're paying him five years, eighty five million. That's about seventeen a season they're paying him. But one thing that everybody does have to keep in mind is that they're still paying their former head coach as well. Yeah. 
Do you know what his salary actually? Do you know what that compensation to Nathaniel Hackett looks like? No. Get your calendar. Out. Get calendar. Get your calculator out for me. Oh, Christmas. All right, it's out. Okay. Eighty thousand times fifty-two. Eighty thousand times fifty-two. Four point one six million. Multiply that by three. Times three. That is $12.48 million. The way that it is working out is that the Denver Broncos are paying the current offensive coordinator for the New York Jets, Nathaniel Hackett, $80,000 a week for the next three years. Good Lord, dude. So now you really are invested over $100 million in just a coach. Yeah. You're paying this guy $12 million to coach against you. It's kind of like the whole Cleveland Browns with Baker Mayfield and the Panthers thing. Right. I loved that story. That was so fun to talk about. Right. So, so now you have so much invested in, 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 in that regard. Like, that, like, that's ridiculous. I'm reading about Tom Brady's grandparents on my screen here, and this is just wild. Look, we talked about Tom Brady already. I don't really give a fuck about his grandparents. No offense to them. I'm sure they're lovely people. Look. I just read that Brady's great uncle Michael Buckley Jr. was the first American prisoner of war in World War II. That seems a little fake. <laughs> I don't know if it's true or not. I'm just saying it's wild. You want uh, what's what's next? His his <laughs> uncle Neil Armstrong was the first man to walk on the moon. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I just thought I was like it was just kind of like off in the background, and I saw that I'm like was the first American prisoner of war in World War II. I'm like. Wait, what? He's third cousin, six time, six times removed from Louis Armstrong, the, tr- the trumpet player. Tommy trumpets, Timmy trumpets. His yeah. ninth uncle is Lance Armstrong. That'd be sick. His tenth uncle is Lance Armstrong's left ball. That's somewhere else. That is somewhere else. All right, let's talk about Russell Wilson in the trade here and everything uh, that the Broncos have given up for Russell Wilson and to make the Russell Wilson experiment work. So I had done the research to figure it all out. So in the initial trade, the Broncos received Russell Wilson and a 2022 fourth-round pick that turned into, I have no idea how to pronounce this name. Hold on. I'll let you know. I'm going to be frank about it. I will check for you. Iumia... Uwazerke? I, I, I did my best. It's probably not right, but I'm sorry. I did my best. No fucking clue there. No clue. That's who they got. They gave up Drew Locke, Noah Fant, Shelby Harris, last year's first round pick, which was the ninth overall pick, which the Seahawks turned into offensive tackle Charles, Charles Cross. Cross. They gave up this year's first round pick, which is the number five overall pick that we do not know what has turned into yet. Last year's second round pick, which was the 40th overall pick, who they turned into Boye Mafe, pass rusher. Mm. This year's second round pick, which is number 37. So they gave up 9 and 40 last year, 5 and 37 this year. They also gave up last year's fifth-round pick that the Seahawks actually traded away. So they didn't do anything with that one. What was that pick actually, though? 
Uh, I think that eventually got traded to like the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's see. Who did they end up taking? Who do you think they took? Any guesses? Uh, I looked it up. I don't remember who it is. I didn't write it down. Okay. Kansas City from Detroit via Denver via Seattle. Uh, Darian Kennard. Sure. So, that was the initial trade. Then, so the Broncos gave up their first round pick for this year. So, they didn't have one. Well, they ended up trading away Bradley Chubb to the Dolphins, which they received a first round pick for this year via the Dolphins, via the 49ers. And they got Chase Edmonds in return. So it was a first round this year and Chase Edmonds for Bradley Chubb. It was from the Dolphins, from the 49ers. So it ended up being the 30th overall pick in this coming draft. Well, they then traded that pick to the Saints for Sean Payton. So that trade, as you guys remember, was Sean Payton and next year's third round pick from the Saints for the 30th overall pick this year and next year's second round pick. So now they have given up three first round picks, two in the top 10. I won't be surprised if it's a third. Three second round picks. Well, no, th- no, well, they can't. The, like this one, the one they gave to the Saints is locked in at the 30th. Because it's this year's oh, from okay. from the 49ers. Right. Got so okay. three first round picks, two in the top ten. I was I, I was thinking that it was a future for next year as well. Fair. Three second round picks, a fifth, and Bradley Chubb, and Shelby Harris, and Noah Fant, and Drew Locke. They've given up four players and was that seven picks? To make the Russell Wilson trade work. That is insanity. And see, like, so, like, Holman was looking at things as far as the assets side goes. I kind of I took a look at things, how, how it worked out financially. So that pick number 30 this year, it was worth about $12 million. So the pick they gave up is essentially paying for Nathaniel Hackett. So now you have to pull $85 million out of your fucking ass in order to pay your current head coach. <laughs> they got Walmart money. They're good. They got money. But like, like, it, like it gets to a point where you can spend all the money that you want in order to try and make yourself successful. But if you keep making bad business moves, eventually you just look like an ass. You're going to run out of money. You're just going to run out of money. Eventually, people will boycott Walmart if you're, if you're going to hike up your prices 500%. Just so you could pay fucking Sean Payton his salary for the week. Is that why the price of eggs went up so much? I, I it it might have been. I don't know. Bastards. Fuck you, Sean Payton. It would like it 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 really wouldn't surprise me if, that, if that's actually what's what's going on. If you tell me that Sean Payton is the reason that the price of eggs is so damn high, I will rampage. But I mean, you I mean, you really have to think about it. Like, they're like they've invested so many assets into making this whole. Thing with Russell Wilson work, they've inve- even more so in order to get this coach who is who people are saying is going to unlock the prime years of Russell Wilson. Isn't Russell Wilson on the wrong side of thirty now at this point? Uh, I honestly don't know how old Russell Wilson is. Probably like thirty two, if I had to guess. He's definitely sub thirty five. Russell Wilson. I guess 32. That's my guess. It's 34. Ah, damn it. I was close. 
So Russell Wilson right now is closer to the end of his career than his prime. He was drafted in 2012. So he's been in the league for 10, for 10 years now. Do, they, do, do people honestly think that they are really going to unlock his quote-unquote potential now just because they brought in Sean Payton? I feel like we've seen the ceiling of what Russell Wilson can do. Right. We, like, we have seen what he can do. You've seen what he's going to do. Which is, the, it's enough to win a Super Bowl. And he did. And he, he, he should have won a second. I'll say it. He should have won a second. He should have. But you're meaning to tell me that 3,500 yards, 27 touchdowns, 8 interceptions, you're going to see more than that from a quarterback that's 34? Yeah, Tom Brady did it, but Tom Brady's on a different is on a much different level than Russell Wilson is. Yeah, I mean Tom Brady and LeBron James, like they just defy father time. Right. You're 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 defying father time at this point. I mean, his best statistical season, forty two hundred yards, forty touchdowns, thirteen interceptions. They went twelve and four. He completed sixty eight percent of his passes. That's that, a pretty damn good season. That was two thousand twenty. Yeah. That, that was that was his, that was his best statistical season. That's a pretty good season. If memory serves me correctly, he didn't get a single fucking MVP vote. No, I don't think he did. He never has. He's never he's never gotten an MVP vote before. Well, I wonder if any of that has to do with the fact that he's in small market Seattle. But then again, I mean, I mean, you really can't say. You really can't blame it on being in a small market because look at someone like Lamar Jackson. Baltimore's a small market. I mean, in comparison to... I think Seattle's a bigger market than, than Baltimore is. Because eh. the thing with Baltimore, you have, to compete with, you, get, you have to compete with D.C. That's a much bigger market than Baltimore. So I think, well, the one thing that um, helps Baltimore is we've had success of like, of like recent years and stuff like that. Like, I mean, and we have like Ravens and Steelers rivalry, biggest rivalry in probably the NFL because it's like it's actually competitive. Like the Packers and the Bears is probably the oldest rivalry, but the Packers beat the hell out of the Bears year in year out. I mean, I mean, like, I, like I get that, but I mean, you know, if if you look at what Russell Wilson's done from 2012 to 2020, I mean, his worst, their worst season, they went nine and seven. I, yeah. the, the Ravens had two losing seasons in between then. No, I mean, I'm, I'm well aware. I mean, but we also we've had two. Super Bowl wins over the past, like we're also a newer franchise. Um, well, but, I mean, and we have the best defense of all time, which that comes out, uh, I believe, Sunday or Monday. One of the two. One of the two. The thirty for thirty on the Ravens defense. Yeah. In case you guys didn't know. Yeah. So check check that out if you. It's coming if, soon. If if you if you want if you want a good little show, but anyway, I mean, I mean, but then again, you know, the Seahawks they went they've been to two Super Bowls in that time. We've been to one. We've won one. They lost and won one. But I mean, I mean, the big thing with Seattle is, I mean, outside of there, your next closest team is probably what, the Rams. So I mean, I mean, they, they can they control a large portion of the of the population in that in that corner of the country, and really even parts of Canada, just because um, Seattle's so close to uh, Vancouver and everything like that. So I mean, I would think I would think their market is much bigger than it is in um, in Baltimore. Uh, I mean, I I see what you're saying. Like yeah. from a um, location standpoint, like yeah. who else do people really have to cheer for? 
Whereas like in Baltimore, like you do get you get Philly fans, you get Baltimore fans, you get uh, Washington fans, you get Pittsburgh fans, you got some Carolina fans, like kind of all over the place. There's a lot of there's a lot of teams like in close proximity, um, and even people moving down from like Jersey and New York, like down to Maryland, like a lot of government jobs being Maryland and DC or you know one in the same but not the same, right? Um, so I mean I get it, like you get a you get a lot. We we have a lot of varying fan bases around here, um. So it does, I guess it does kind of like water it down in, in those regards, but I don't know. I feel like, uh, I still feel like Baltimore has a little bit of a bigger brand than Seattle. No, I, I agree. I agree with that. I'm just, I'm just saying as like purely as a, um, from a market standpoint, I, I like, I think Seattle's a bigger market than Baltimore is. Baltimore is much, is, is much, is a much better, is a bigger brand. The Baltimore Ravens are a bigger brand than the Seattle Seahawks due to consistency. But market size, I think, I think Seattle's a little bit bigger than Baltimore. I'd be curious to see, like, if there's a ranking of the different market sizes and, like, who's the biggest. Like, is it, the, is it you know, like the New York teams? Is it the L.A. teams? Is it the Cowboys? Like, who is, like, who, is, who has the biggest market, not who's the biggest brand? Yeah. Because the Cowboys win. Like, if it's the biggest brand, like, Cowboys win. Oh, yeah, of course. Probably Steelers, too. For biggest brand? There's Steelers, there's Steelers fans all over the country. Patriots? Eh, they're all bandwagoners. 49ers? 49ers are up there, yeah. I'd say they're probably top three. Yeah. I don't know. That, that'd, be, that'd be something that's interesting to figure out. Yeah, I mean, uh, it 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 raises some questions. While we're on the subject of Russell Wilson, did you know that in high school he was picked number one thousand two hundred twenty-two in the two thousand and seven MLB draft? Do you know who owned that selection? The Seattle Mariners, the Baltimore Orioles. Oh wow! The Orioles drafted Russell Wilson one thousand two hundred twenty-second overall. And gave him a and offered him a signing bonus of three hundred and fifty thousand dollars, which was the third highest of all their draftees that year. Oh wow! Behind Matt Wieters and Jake Arrieta, and he said, "Fuck them birds, I'm going to NC State. I'm going to NC State." Well, I mean, <clears throat> I'd kind of like the while while we're you know we're kind of on the on the subject of quarterbacks and um you know, like replacements and, you know, who's going where, who's getting traded here, who's giving up what for who and everything like that. I want to know why nobody wants to give young and unproven quarterbacks a chance. Like, dude, all I've been hearing is, well, the Buccaneers can't go with Kyle Trask. Well, should the Packers even go with Jordan Love? Have we seen enough from him? Um, Who's the other ones? Like, uh, I mean, Josh Rosen. Who's, who's he even playing for anymore? He doesn't. Yeah. He's unemployed. Um, He might be a backup somewhere. I think he's on Cleveland's uh, practice squad. I think he was, yeah. I just don't know where he's at now. Um, But, like, everybody's... Cleveland. Oh, yeah. the Raiders. Like, they can't they can't rock with Jared Stidham ne- next year. Jordan Love. J- Jordan Love. That's what I'm saying. Like, the Kyle Trask, Jared Stidham, Jordan Love. Those are, like, the three biggest names. They're like, they, you can't you can't go into the season with them. Why can't you? Right. Like, what is so wrong with giving these these young quarterbacks 
a chance. Like, why are we just assuming that you can't roll with them? Yeah, I don't know. You know, that's a it's it's a really good question to to think about because I mean, you have I mean, all these young quarterbacks. You know, you're invested. You're investing millions of dollars into these into these young assets in order to bring them into your team, hoping that they can change the direction of your franchise. I mean, Zach Wilson, Jordan Love, Sam Darnold. All these guys are young assets that you bring into your team, hoping that they do something in order to in order to change the direction of your franchise. And you know, it's kind of you know, it's it's comical when people say, after one year, after one year, and you go three and ten. 2,200 yards, 11 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. This guy don't fucking got it. It's comical to say that because what if those are rookie growing pains? Not everybody's going to come into the league and blow it out of the water. What Cam Newton did his rookie year is an anomaly. Justin Herbert, an anomaly. Now they're not anomalies because it happens more and more often, and that's what people expect. But people coming in and really dominating the league as a rookie, you know, that's that's a very, very, that was a very uncommon thing to do. Right, but, like, everyone just assumes that every quarter, like, all these young quarterbacks are supposed to have, like, the same route that Tom Brady had. Hey, you got to sit behind Drew Bledsoe and hope that he breaks his leg. Or tears his ACL, whatever his injury was. I forget exactly what it was. And Tom Brady comes out, and he just happens to be the greatest quarterback of all time. But what if they didn't give him a chance? Right, and unless, unless you actually give these guys that chance to see, hey, can, can they actually do it? You know, you're not going to know. They benched Drew Bledsoe for Tom Brady after Tom Brady kept playing well. But, like, we just assume. And Drew, and Drew Bledsoe was no slouch at the time either. He had just gotten the Patriots to the Super Bowl two years before. He would signed this $100 million deal, yeah. biggest at the time. Yeah, I think, he had like the, I think he had the highest salary of all players in the NFL. Highest salary of all players at the time. And people were like, like, pe- like people just don't, like, people don't realize how good Drew Bledsoe actually was. Yeah, I mean, well, he got benched for pick 199 out of Michigan. Right. And, like, but that's the thing is... What if, what if Tom never got his shot? Yeah. We, would, we wouldn't even be talking about how he just retired for a second time. He's the greatest uh, quarterback of all time. All those accomplishments that I just spent six minutes reading off because there's so damn many of them. If Tom Brady, if Tom Brady started for a short period of time and then was told, this guy don't got it, we're going to move on to somebody else, and nobody else gave him an opportunity... This wouldn't even be a uh, this wouldn't even be a discussion. You and I would have absolutely no clue who in the hell Tom Brady is. Right. So like, how can we just rule out that like Sam Howe can't do it? He can't be the starting quarterback for the Commanders next season. Yeah, they just can't do it. Kyle Trask can't do it. Can't be the starting quarterback for the Buccaneers. Jarrett Stidham can't do it. Can't be the starting quarterback for the Raiders. It's comical. I don't I don't know how you can just look at somebody and say they don't got it. Well, then why the fuck did you draft them? Then why'd you draft them? Why do you have him there? If if you don't believe that he can win you football games, why is he on your roster? Right. Now, granted, the majority of the time that people actually say this, it's somebody who's not a part of the team. Yeah, it's it's all in the media. Yep, it's media who says, "Oh, they can't go into the season with this guy as their as their starting as their starting quarterback. They're not going to stand a chance." I do believe that like the mainstream sports media does have an agenda on who they push 
in like how they talk about people. Like, oh, of course. I like, mean, I do believe in that. Oh, absolutely. And it, you know, it's it's not even really just that like the mainstream media and sports. It's it's all media outlets. Period. You know, one story will dominate headlines, and something else that seems that you hear about it, you're like, why the fuck didn't, didn't I hear about that? Yeah. Like, did you know that there was a there was a there was a congresswoman, a seated a a person currently sitting in Congress, found murdered in her house the other night. Yeah, I didn't hear about that one. I heard about that Chinese balloon, though. Well, that's all everybody's gonna fucking talk about. But, but that, like, that's the thing. I don't know if you had if if you had your choice, right? If you could go into a season, um, with Sam Howell or Derek Carr, who are you gonna pick? Oh well, of, of course. course you're gonna pick the veteran. Exactly. You're you're gonna pick the guy that's proven that he's been able to do it before. But, but to say but that pr- you can't do it with Sam Howell is asinine. Right. I mean, you're not even you're not even giving these players an opportunity to show you, like, hey, look, I may suck right now, but give me like give me some time. Sam House had what twenty five minutes on the football field. He played one game at the end of the season when it didn't matter. Right, one game didn't matter. He won. Has Kyle Trask even thrown a pass in an NFL like official regular season game? No, I don't has, think he has. He has not. So how can you say you can't go? Like the dude balled out at Florida. Jared it, Stidham's had like he's had a, he's only had a couple games in the NFL. But peop, but you know just not you. If you give people a chance in the NFL, then you're you're backwards thinking. What if people? I mean, a, a prime example I go back to all the time is. Uh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen looked like he was playing his way out of the league after year two. Year three flips the switch. Yeah, they could have moved off of him. Doesn't look back. They could have and could have rightfully moved off of him. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And nobody would have batted an eye at that point. You know, a lot. all you have to do is, just really, is really just give a lot of these guys a chance. They just they they waited a little bit on Josh Allen and it paid off. They became front runners in the AFC. I don't believe that they still are front runners in the I, AFC. Yeah, I don't. I I think there's a lot of bigger holes in their team than people see now. But yes, that's that's, that's beside the point. But they were a little bit more patient with him and uh, they gave him a chance. Yeah, and and he's gotten better. He's since regressed a little bit, but we'll see what the future holds for him. But yeah, I mean they gave him a chance, man. You got to give these young kids a chance. You can't just be like, no, they're not it. That's Can't all it, it is. I mean, look at a guy like uh, like Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, he got a second chance and he made the most of it. Yep. Yeah, Ryan Tannehill got his, got his second chance and showed everybody like, hey, look, <clears throat> I may not have been that guy in Miami, but nobody was. No, yeah, no one was under uh, Adam Gase. But you know, you put you put me in a position where I can actually do something in order to contribute to the team. You build a team around my skill set, what I can do very well. And I'll be a successful quarterback. That's all teams have to do. I think the expectation is is that when you draft these guys to come into the league, I think the expectation is, okay, look, we need you to come in and fix it all. Our defense gave up 32 points a game last year. We need you to fix that. The reality is, that's not the case. Yes, these guys may have been world beaters in college. They may have shown flashes that you that think to yourself, Holy shit, this guy is, going, is like the second coming of the greatest thing since we cut a piece of bread. Like, since we cut, put a cut in a piece of bread. Right. 
But the but the unfortunate thing is, is that a lot of these guys really had no business being at the NFL level when they get drafted. It's just they're cashing in on what they did the year before at the collegiate level and thinking, thinking to themselves, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready for the next level. But the majority of the time, it's not the case. People will always say that the NFL is so much is so much faster. People are so much more physical. You were the apex predator at college. Mm-hmm. Bryce Young, best player in the country. You can make the argument for in college. You could argue it. You put, you put him in the league. He's not even going to be one of the 15 best quarterbacks in the NFL. Nope. He was the best player in college football. Now he's not even in the top 15 of his own position for his job. Right. I mean, they say the same thing about the jump from high school to college. Exactly. You were the apex predator in your entire state. You could do whatever you wanted to do with the football in your hand. And, and no one was going to do a yeah, damn thing about it. Yeah, not even that. Basketball players. Nobody even touches you on the basketball floor. You can do whatever you want. You get, ev- you get every call because you're that guy. How many times have you been to a, col- a high school basketball game? I'm sure when you were in high school, it was a decent amount. Sure. You had, a player on your te- you had a player on your team who dominated. I could think of the guy on my team that dominated. There was a kid who... First freshman to make varsity in century history. He was this, like this. This he was this very very good player, very good player. He didn't play college ball, right? The collegiate level is so much is so much different than the high school level, and now you sort through all the bullshit in college, and now you are the like the cream of the crop, like you're playing American sports. Not sports, not professional sports, professional American sports. Right. People across the globe can tell you who our teams are. Right. You have breaking news? No. I wish. Fuck. I know. Uh-uh. Well, especially after earlier. We're like, I know. Yee. We're I know. all giddy inside. People across the globe can tell you exactly who our professional sports teams are. And whenever you have this new, young, exciting asset coming in, you think, okay, there's no way that he is about to be dog shit. Right. He is going to lead us to a Super Bowl. He's going to save this franchise. That's not the case. Nope. You can't expect somebody who's 22 years old to come into a multi-billion dollar operation and change it overnight. Nine times out of ten, it doesn't happen. Every once in a while, it does. Joe Burrow, it happened. Justin Herbert, it happened. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, it's happening. I mean, Patrick Mahomes sat behind Alex Smith for a year, but there you go. Right. Lamar Jackson took over for the Ravens towards the end of his rookie season. And sucked. He sucked. Lamar Jackson, rookie year, terrible. The only reason, the only reason why he had such an impact on on the football field was because nobody had seen what he can do before. Yeah. His his rushing ability was off the charts. Yeah, nobody had seen it before. Then we come back, his first full season. We have a new offensive system, one that fits him, and he flourishes. Oh, he's a world beater. He wants he wins fucking MVP. He wins MVP of the league unanimously. Unanimously wins MVP. The second time it's ever happened. There's only a handful of guys that do it. So you got to give these young men a chance to grow. Now someone like Matt Corral on the Panthers, unfortunately, he went through a slew of coaching changes. And for Frank Reich, 
Matt Corral may not be the guy. That's typically how it goes with head coaches. Whoever, like, the quarterback is there before, they usually don't end up too well. Kind of, I mean, let's look at Derek Carr and the Raiders. That was a long time coming, though. They, they, they hitched their wagon to Derek Carr, I think, a little bit too long. Potentially, yeah. yeah. Um, he did throw some shade at the Pro Bowl games. Which, which I thought was hysterical. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. But you, another guy. Another, another guy, all you got, like, Tyler Huntley. Yeah. I, I, genuinely, I think Tyler Huntley is the type of guy that if you bring him into your team and give him a chance, he's going to do very good things for you. Look at Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor signed to the Buffalo Bills. Everybody thought, okay, he's just, he's just another guy. He was a backup with a lot of talent. Yep, backup with a lot of talent. He's, uh, people probably honestly thought that he was a uh, camp body. QB1. Why? They built the team around him. And it worked. He was a two-time Pro Bowler in Buffalo. Yeah, sometimes it's not about finding the player that fits your scheme. Some, sometimes you got to meet in the middle and you got to make a scheme that fits the player. Exactly. I mean, you kind of look at the Dolphins. Look at Tua and, and Mike McDaniels coming in. The Dolphins were ready to give up on Tua. Like, Brian Flores wanted him out of the building. I, th- I think if it didn't work this season, I think it would have. Well, yeah. But Mike McDaniels came in. He's like, hey, you're my quarterback. Let's yeah. go do the damn thing. Yeah, this is, this is the guy that I want. This is my vision. This is what I know I can do with him if you let me. Yeah. They, they said, Mike, go ahead. Show us. Show us. Yep. If it, if it works out, perfect. We got our guy. If it doesn't, egg on your face, we're moving on. Hey, we'll move on. Yep. Didn't work. Yep, we'll, we'll move on. That's fine. And I think that's what some of these guys need. They, they just need somebody to like put an arm around them and be like, I believe in you. They, that's, that's all they need. I mean... It worked for Tua before, you know, he had half the league's concussions this season. Um, it, I mean, it, it worked for Lamar Jackson. 31 teams passed on him. The Ravens did once. Yeah, Ravens being one of them. The Ravens were well, one of the teams that passed on Lamar Jackson. I don't Can you really say that? Because we traded with the Eagles for the picks. I don't know. I don't know if you can really say the Eagles passed on him. I don't know. Depends how you want to look at it. But the Eagles decided not to pick him. They, they did. They could have, and they said, "Yeah, we're good. We'll wait for Jalen Hurts in, in like five years or so." Um, hindsight's twenty twenty. The, the hindsight being twenty twenty. Yep, it, you know, it, it, it worked out. They did okay. They did all right. But the but the <laughs> the point behind that is, you know, all these people, all these quarterbacks need is just someone to say, "Okay, look, I believe in what you can do." There were a lot of people who covered the NFL draft who insinuated that Lamar Jackson was not going to be a quarterback when he got to the, to the NFL level. There's a lot of people that said he should be a wide receiver. A wide receiver, a running back, something else. The Ravens said, he's a quarterback as far as I'm concerned. I believe in you. John, John Harbaugh, Eric DaCosta, Ozzie Newsom, they, and Steve Bishotti, they said, I believe in you. Marty Morningwig at the same time, too. They're all like, I believe in what you can do. Yeah. This is not your team right now. We still have a chance with Joe Flacco. We didn't, we didn't know what we were going to get into with Joe Flacco. We said, okay, look, this is not your team at the moment. It's going to be. Yeah, then we brought in Greg Roman, which was successful for a, sh- for, for a year or two there. It was, it was successful. Greg Roman came in and said, I believe in you. And it worked. Lamar Jackson played very well. Tua played very well when Mike McDaniels came in and said, I believe in you. Even when, it, I mean, when he got traded to Tennessee, you know, Mike Vrabel said, I believe in Ryan Tannehill. 
It Brian went, Dable walked in and said, Daniel Jones, I believe in you. They said the same. Sean McDermott said the same thing about uh, Josh Allen. Yeah. I believe in you. I know we can get this to work. It might not be right now. Give us some time. It'll work out. A lot of these guys, like Jordan Love, like Jarrett Stidham, um, like Kyle Trask, they just need somebody to say, I believe in you. Like, like, like people are saying Kyle Trask is not going to be the guy in, in Tampa Bay. He's not behind Tom Brady for three years. How do you know? Right. Granted, they could decide to go with Blaine Gabbert. He's not on roster. Kyle Trask is the only quarterback on roster. Okay. Yeah. I know Blaine Gabbert was. They could re-sign him, of course. Very, right. yep, they very well could, but they could say, you know what? Let's see what Kyle Trask can do. I think they blow that operation up per- personally. So do I. I think, I think they rock with Kyle Trask. They're losing a lot of pieces on defense. Uh, they're way over the cap. Tom Brady's gone. They're getting kind of old. I mean, they they kind of sold the farm to win a Super Bowl. It worked. It worked. Yeah, it worked. Um, so I think they're gonna they're gonna start moving off some pieces and try to rebuild. Yeah, but I mean, that's just me. No, 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 no. I, I I agree with you. But all these players need just need someone to say I believe in you. Look at Jared Goff. You know the Rams said fuck you. Like what? And now it's getting to the point where the Lions are probably one of the last teams you expect to take a quarterback in this upcoming draft. Yeah, I mean... At least in the first, at least with their first two picks. Yeah, I mean, Jared Goff, is, he could, he can absolutely be a quarterback for them. Yeah, I mean, now, now there, there are some cases, you know, a guy like Carson Wentz, who's gotten chance after chance after chance after chance. At that point, if you continue to get chances and it's not working, then it's not working. It's just not going to work. It's, it's just not going to work. At that point, take your lumps, move on. No problem. Like if you get like if you continue to give a guy multiple chances and it doesn't work, so be it. Yeah. Not a problem. Like I'm like I am all about like if I know that my like if I was the Buffalo Bills and you told me, okay, look, we're gonna be so shit for two years because this guy just can't figure it out for two years. And then year three we're one of the best teams in the NFL. I can wait two years. I can, yeah. If you hand me that script, <laughs> I can deal with that. Fuck. All players need just a chance. That, that's it. That's 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 all they need. Just a chance and a script. It's all you need. You and this fucking script. You sound just like Arian Foster, man. <laughs> 